Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of the Focus Point Podcast. I'm glad you decided to give this a listen. I really hope that these words encourage you and bless you. I really hope that whenever you're listening to this, you'll find something for you in these words, and I hope you'll share it with your family and your friends. You can also check out the website, thepointoffocus.com, and over there you'll find past podcast episodes. You'll find blog posts and some videos we've done in the past. Also, just some more general information. So that's over at thepointoffocus.com. We are continuing on in our series, The Last Night with Jesus. This is episode six, and like I said, if you want to go and find more of those episodes from the past, you can go over to the website. You can find them on Spotify if you're not already listening to them on Spotify and stuff like that. So we are in this series looking at the last night with Jesus, this last conversation that he had with his disciples. And this takes place in John 13 through 17. And we are just kind of going through there section by section and looking at what Jesus had to say to his disciples. And we are just going through, we're getting to the end of the conversation part. Um, Then Jesus is going to pray with them and we're going to spend time looking at the content of Jesus' prayer as we conclude the series and head into Good Friday and Easter. I'm excited uh, for those episodes. We're doing something very special for Easter. Um, The episode title is Scars and How Scars Tell Stories. And we are going to dive into that Easter Sunday. I'm excited, like I said, for that. Like, just get really, really happy. And we're going to be looking at um, John 20 for that one. And then Good Friday, uh, the special Friday uh, episode. It's not really special, but it is special because it's Good Friday. So that's what I mean by special. We usually release our podcast episodes on Friday. So we will be um, looking at John 18 and 19 during that episode and kind of keeping this idea and this mood kind of the same as we've been going through this last night with Jesus. And like I said, we are in episode six of this series. And over the last week, I've been kind of looking at this passage, this next little bit, the rest of John 15, and we're going to go into a little bit of John 16. And I've been looking at it, and I've been trying to figure out what Jesus would have us to hear. Just because of the content and the idea that's in here, uh, it's just kind of was an interesting spot to be in because I know what it's saying and I understand, but I wanted to see what Jesus would really been telling us and what he really means in this passage. Because I believe that the words of the Bible are God breathed. I believe that they guide us and they help us and they correct us and they train us as second Timothy three sixteen says. I also believe that they're alive and active as Hebrews four twelve tells us. So the words of the Bible are just as much for us as they were for the people who received, like the letters from Paul and stuff like that, or in this case, that the disciples heard straight from Jesus. So as we look at the words here in this next section of John 15, I wanted to see what Jesus was saying to us in this moment. 
I know what he's saying to his disciples, and he's saying this, those words to us too, but I also want to know what he wants us to hear as we go through this passage. So Jesus starts off this part of the conversation with a big shift, okay? He was just talking about love, and then here's what Jesus said. If the world hates you, remember it hated me first. And that's John 15, 18. So Jesus spends the next part of the conversation telling his disciples about how the world hated him and the hatred came without cause, as John 15, 25 says. So Jesus tells them because they have been with him and they're going to continue his works and they're going to continue his ministry and they're going to continue doing what he taught them, that they could also expect the world to hate them. This has been pretty tough words for them to hear. This this had to be some pretty tough words. It's been some pretty tough words for me to hear that the that the world just that the world hates the followers of Jesus. And I mean, like I said, reading those words just is just something and it's opposite of Jesus. Hearing Jesus talking about hate after he spent a lot of time talking about love and after he's shown love and after he's been encouraged by love and after some of the things that he's been doing to hear him just talk about this word, hate, for a little bit. This word that is so prominent in our, in our, in our world today. But just as I looked at these verses, I wanted to think about what Jesus could be saying. And I landed in verse 19, and I think this is what he's trying to say to us. And I know like in the past of the series, we've looked through like all the verses and everything. But in this particular paragraph, I I think that he's talking about in this particular section even, I think this is what Jesus wants us to hear, what Jesus wants us to get. In John 15, 19, it says, the world you love, I'm sorry, the world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer a part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Now, Jesus chose us to be different. We are chosen to be different from the world. And I think this is why Jesus spent so much time telling his disciples and telling us about love. Love is mentioned in these at least once a chapter in this little last conversation. Jesus spends more time showing love, demonstrating love, talking about love than he did really anything else. As we saw in John 13, he washed their feet. He showed them love. John 13, 1 tells us that he loved his disciples to the very end. I don't know if it's 13, 1, but it's in those first few verses of John 13 where he's, he, he's loved them to the very end. He's shown love, his actions and all of that he even made it a new commandment in John 13, 14. I mean, sorry, John 13, 34. Jesus also wants us to love each other. As he said in John, like just before this verse in John 15, 17, he's telling us love each other. You know, and that's how he, we, people see, and that's how the world sees that we are his disciples in John 13, 35. But Jesus wants us to love each other and love God and love others. Each other and others are different. He wants us to love each other as followers of Jesus, but he wants us to love God and he wants us to love other people 
as John, sorry, as Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through forty says. This is how we stand out in the world. The people know. This is how people know that we are followers of Jesus. The way we love shows Jesus to the world, as I mentioned, John thirteen thirty-five. But we can miss the fact. But we can't miss the fact that because we choose to love people in the way that the world may hate us for it. The world may be confused, not like us for the fact that we may choose to love some people that aren't lovable, that aren't lovable according to them, that shouldn't be loved, that shouldn't be cared about, that shouldn't have compassion and mercy. I mean, it happened to Jesus. The people that Jesus wanted to choose to be around, like when he called Matthew in uh, Matthew 7, Matthew, Matthew 9, sorry, he called them out Right, he walked up to Matthew, a tax collector, and called him out. And then people are like, "Why are you hanging out with tax collectors and sinners? What is wrong with Jesus? Why is why you know?" And so they didn't like the people that he chose to deal with. The woman caught in adultery, even the the woman at the well in John four, like just even this, even his own disciples were like, "Dude, what are we talking to her for? Like, this, if this gets around that you're talking to a Samaritan person." So the world doesn't always love. And that's how Jesus is shown to the world. The world doesn't love very well. And that's how Jesus stands out. Even to the ends of his life, Jesus showed love to everybody, to the entire world, as John 3.16 says he would. That God loved the world and sent Jesus so that no one would perish. Jesus ultimately showed love to everybody in the world. And I think that's what Jesus wants us to get. I think that's what Jesus wants us to understand out of this brief passage about hate. He doesn't want me to, I don't think he wants me to sit here and the the content of the passage is there. Like you can read it and you can figure it out for yourself that Jesus is warning that the world will not like us and that the world will hate us. But I also think that there's, he's, contrasting that with the idea of love. He wants us to love. He wants us to be encouraged in that space of love. Not dwell on hate. And I think that is what Jesus is telling them here. But I think he's mentioning it in such a way because this is going to be the disciples first time. I think that this is when um, he's trying to prepare his disciples for what's to come, right? We see him telling this. And like I said, as we go briefly into chapter 16, Jesus is telling his disciples because he wants them to be ready for what's to come. At this point, Jesus had taken most, if not all, of the opposition. And if some of the opposition should have came toward the disciples... Jesus was there to kind of direct them and keep them on the path, keep them doing, keep them focused. But Jesus wasn't going to be there. Jesus was leaving them. And he wanted them to know so they wouldn't abandon their faith, as John 16, 1 says, and continue his work. I mean, and, and, and and not continue his work, abandon and leave. And to be honest, that's what happens even to this day. People can't, people can't handle the pressure, and so they just kind of walk away. They get confused. They don't understand. The world gets into their ears and into their head, and they, it, it just doesn't go 
well for them. And they abandoned their faith. And they knew that Jesus, and, and the disciples knew, I mean, sorry, Jesus knew that the disciples were going to face some things that they hadn't faced. I don't want to make light of what Jesus is saying here to his disciples, as I mentioned. I don't want to make light of this. Jesus is talking about some very tough stuff that is still true today. This is going to be the first time, like I said, the disciples had ever experienced the kind of things that Jesus is talking about. The kind of hate and opposition that they were going to face. Jesus indicates in John 16, too, that it's going to get really hard for them. It's going to be really, really rough for them. So, Jesus is telling them that, but it's also true for us. But we've, we've seen it happen for centuries and centuries. So we can almost be kind of like, eh, like, yeah, okay, and we know it's there. But it's true for followers of Jesus today, especially in other countries and other parts of the world. It's even more so there that people are hated. Country leaders hate the fact that people follow Jesus. And it is still, still true. But like I said, I still think Jesus wants us to see something else. He, he, he I think now we know that. We, we know that we're going to, there, there's some tension there. That people don't always like Jesus. People don't like the name of Jesus. People don't like people who follow Jesus. And, and, and we know that. We've seen it for, like I said, centuries, right? Which is why I think Jesus wants us to see that he doesn't want us to be a part of the world that he chose us from. As John 15, 19 says. And Paul indicates that in the letter to the Roman church. Where he doesn't want us to copy the behaviors of the world. In Romans 12, 2. He wants us to be transformed into a new person. He being Jesus. Sorry, I know I was talking about Paul there. Jesus wants us to be transformed into a new person. And I believe this is why Jesus talks so much about love in his last, in his last breath, in his, no, sorry, his last breath even, but his last conversation here, these last few precious words that he had, he spent a majority of the time talking about love. In this small little percentage, telling them that they weren't going to be liked. They were going to face opposition. I know he mentioned it before, don't let your hearts be troubled. And that's going to tie in. I think we're going to kind of bring that a loop around a little bit in a couple weeks when we close out John 16. But he wants us to love because the world doesn't do very well. And it's not showing and it's not best at showing love the way that Jesus would like the world to show. But we, as followers of Jesus, who have experienced unending, unconditional, un, just unconditional love, we should be one of the first people to show that. And that's how people get to know Jesus. That's how people show Jesus. I've heard stories that people can just, just know that it's Jesus because of the way they love. They've never been loved like that. They've never been. That's how the woman at the well did. She was loved just by having a conversation with Jesus. Because Jesus took time to love her and care about her. And he showed her love. There was a story that 
was um, shown at my church a while ago. And he, the person was an atheist, like didn't believe Jesus, didn't believe in God and all that. And, but someone came up to him and just, just gave him a Bible. If I remember right from the story, it was just a little New Testament Bible. It wasn't like a big, full-blown Bible. But he could tell, even though he didn't believe in the words and he probably was never going to read the words in that Bible, he knew that the person was a good man. The person that extended the Bible to him, he knew that it was a good, knew that he was a good man. Just by showing him love enough to just give him a Bible. Where most people probably would have just passed him by because it was, it was, a, it's a celebrity figure, you know, known. Well, he's already made it known that he's, he's an atheist. He's not going to even take this Bible. But still, he took the time to show love just to hand him the Bible. That's all it took. So, you know, I know I have said this before, even earlier in this post, lots of times in this series, but I believe it's a good thing repeat. Like I said, Jesus repeated it so far just three times in this conversation. Not to mention his demonstration of it, right, of showing love. But the actions of Jesus showed love more than he could ever have talked about it. And he spent most of, and he spent, like I said, the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, the the disciples calling them Zacchaeus, like all of these different people. And I know there's a lot more, you know, the, 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 the people that he healed, the people he, he just came into contact with. He showed love. He spent his entire ministry doing that. And like I said earlier, washing his disciples' feet. Enough love and compassion in a servant's heart. And Jesus showed it more than he ever talked about it. He talked about it here in this last few moments that he had with his disciples probably I would say more than anything else John 13 is mostly about love and that's what I think he wants us to see out of this he wants us to understand that the world is going to have opposition against us but he wants us to love because we're not a part of the world this is why I believe Jesus wants us to get from this conversation. He wants us to do something different than the world does. He wants us just to, just to act different. You know that person that everybody that everybody has a problem with. He wants us to treat them different. <laughs> That's just what it is. That's what Jesus wants us to understand because by that that's how people know we follow Jesus, and that's how people come to follow Jesus. Like I said, the woman at the well is the big prime story of this. Love is how you know, love is how they know you are my disciples. Jesus went to the well and just talked with this woman who was outcast from her community, didn't really, no one really showed love or compassion or cared about her as much, which is why she was going to the well by herself. And Jesus showed her love. And what does she do? She goes back 
to the town and brings back all these people. And they come to know Jesus. All because of love. All because of Jesus' kindness and compassion. And I think that's really what Jesus wants us to get out of this. Is love and compassion. Show love and compassion like he did. And just like Jesus did, we'll probably be able to attract more people to Jesus just by loving them where they are, much like he did with his disciples. He didn't give them a whole laundry list of things to do. He just loved them where they were at, and they came to know him. And even though, as we'll see later, they were scared, they still founded the church. They carried on Jesus' ministry with Peter at the helm. And they continued just to show the love of Jesus. So, that's what I believe Jesus wants us to get out of this last few verses of John 15 and the first few of John 16. He wants us to love. He wants us to love because we were taken out of the world and the world doesn't do love very well. But since we belong to Jesus, we can love well. Because we have been loved, unconditionally, agape love. And he wants us to do that. That's how we attract people to him. I believe that is what Jesus wants us to hear and wants us to understand. He talks about it so much in these last few moments of his life. He wants us to love. He wants us to have compassion and kindness. And that's how people see Jesus is by how we love. 